As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. Mm, oh, God, you have great questions. Again, who in the hell writes these questions? I know you do, but my God, these are great. Um, wow. Uh, I thought this was going to be an easy question. Usually you get the last question. It's like, just take it home. Um, that is a really good question. So... Hello and welcome to Tiny Giants, the creator economy show where the focus is on career over celebrity. This is the show where I reach past social media stardom to focus on the careers and market trends that make the creator economy just that, an economy. We do this by highlighting and uplifting niche-specific creators that the uninitiated doesn't necessarily have a concept of or full appreciation for or as we like to call them, tiny giants. You ready? Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tiny Giants. I am your host, T. Adeola, your favorite former 400-pounder getting you fit on all things creator economy. So today is Tuesday. That means no guests, just me flying solo dolo. How the episode is going to run. I'm going to discuss an article or a topic that I think should be top of mind for you concerning the creator economy or the digital landscape as a whole. Then we're going to move on to our MarTech moment segment where I discuss a piece of marketing technology that you should also know about. Then we're going to take a short break to pay them bills because we are proud members of the Marketing Podcast Network. So we are ad supported. After that, we move on to our Creators Crushing It segment where I highlight a creator getting their fee five foe on. And then we follow that up with our parental perspective. Everybody clear? Let's get into it. So on last Tuesday, I discussed the difference between social networks and social media. And I'll link it up in the show notes. But to briefly recap. Social networks have nothing to do with the Internet or digital technology at all, and we all have them, be it our social networks at church, work, schools and our community. And because these are in-person connections, they're finite, right? Because realistically, even if you're really, really popular, there's an upper limit to how many people you can form relationships with in the real world. And they're mostly passive and to an extent separate. And you really leave them alone until they're needed, right? So you have your one friend group over here at work. You might have another friend group at church, another friend group from when you were younger, that sort of thing. 
Social media, by contrast, it is potentially infinite. You can connect with people well outside of your immediate geographical range where you can physically touch them. Right. And the goal shifted from connections, which is networking to broadcasting, meaning pushing out a message publishing. That's the goal of social media. Whereas contrast, whereas in-person social networks are largely passive, social media is active and everyone is a publisher, if only an aspiring one. So given all that context and the fact that everyone is a publisher and everyone is in the broadcasting business, we need to know how the broadcast business works to really have success. Now, future guests on the show, Joe Polizzi, who's the founder of Content Marketing Institute and the Content Marketing World Conference. He since sold that and stepped away and founded The Tilt. He's coming on the show in a couple weeks, but he wrote a great book a couple years ago called Content Inc., which I highly recommend you check out. But that goes into great, great detail on how to have success with the media model in this social media world we all inhabit. And I won't steal his thunder. You should definitely go check it out. But one of the main things to know about social media is that to have success in the age of social media, it all boils down to your ability to build a brand, period. You have to know how to build a brand. And if you know how to build a brand and you're successful at building a brand, you'll find great success. And if you don't, then your language and you'll suffer. Branding is an entire course unto itself. I'm not going to go into deep, deep, deep detail here. I'll refer you to um, a wealth of sources for that. But according to the American Marketing Association or AMA, a brand is defined as, quote, a name term, sign, symbol, or design, or combination of them intended to identify the goods and services of one seller or group of sellers and to differentiate them from those of competition, right? So that's the official definition from the American Marketing Association or AMA. I, however, I really like Jeff Bezos' definition. So Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon, one of the most wealthy people on earth, he says, Your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. I'm going to say that again. Your brand is what people say about you when you are not in the room. So that's the Jeff Bezos definition. So those are two definitions of what a brand is. And again, there are several different ways to approach this. And I'm not going to be real exhaustive in this episode. I'm going to have links in the show notes to some resources, but One of the best branding exercises I've ever done and I teach to my classes and I'm a big fan of is the brand sensory exercise, right? So the brand sensory exercise is engaging all five senses. If someone were to experience your brand sensorily, what would they see? What would they smell? What would they taste? What would they hear? And what would they feel? So it's a sheet of paper and and you can, you can find it online if you Google it, but you just write out, what does my brand look like? What does my brand smell like? What does my brand taste like? And my brand feels like that is an entire workshop unto itself. But that puts you in a pretty solid position of understanding, you know, how to go about developing your brand. And there's more to it. There's style guides and colors and and the whole thing. But in the context of the age of social media, where we all inhabit your number one tool for success is to be able to build a brand. 
And so I've given you the definition of what a brand is, some starters on how to go about fleshing that out, because you want to make sure when you when you're building your brand it's very important that you stay on brand and not veer too far off because brands are like skyscrapers. They're years to build seconds to destroy right? years to build seconds to destroy. So staying on brand is of critical importance. And there are just a lot of examples of people, unfortunately, going off the rails and torpedoing otherwise great brands. And so there you have it. In just a few minutes, your number one key to success in the age of social media, where everybody's a broadcaster and in the media business is you have to know how to build a brand that begs the question, what is a brand? So I've given you two definitions of several. And of course, the brand history exercise of relating your brand into all five senses. Now it's time for our MarTech moment. Now it's time for our MarTech moment segment. So MarTech is just an umbrella term that stands for marketing technology, and it's all of the technology used to achieve marketing objectives. So Facebook ads, Google ads, email marketing, uh, location for Foursquare, that all falls under the umbrella of MarTech. So today's MarTech moment is StreamAlive. StreamAlive boosts audience engagement with interactive tools and real-time metrics. It works with in-person sessions, hybrid sessions, Zooms, Microsoft Teams, YouTube Live, etc. And it's packed with interactive features that boost audience engagement and allows you to visualize chat messages in real time. So today's MarTech moment is Stream Alive. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Steve Turney hosts a great podcast geared toward mental health marketers called The Boost. Steve, tell listeners what you cover on the show. The Boost is our podcast, and the tagline is conversations with people promoting mental health, and that's what it is. So it's marketers, company executives, therapists, and mental health advocates talking about what they're doing to move this industry and this important thing called mental health forward. Amazing. And where can people subscribe? I'm big on LinkedIn, so you can find us there, just uh, slash Steve Turney, or you can find the show at marketingpodcasts.net or search for The Boost wherever you get your podcasts. You heard him. Go subscribe. Now it's time for our Creators Crushing It segment, where I do a high-level, quick, dirty analysis of a creator getting their fee-fi-fo on. And today, I am doing the Lion Whisperer, Kevin Richardson. So this is another one where I have just watched an embarrassingly long amount of videos on. I think I'm on a nature kick right now because last week we did Serpa Designs. Now we're following it up with the Lion Whisper sitting at 1.81 million subscribers as of this recording. So he's doing a lot of things right. He's got his official trailer for the channel. He's got his members only video. And then he has some popular videos, recent uploads, lions, hyenas, playlists galore, a lot of the best practices. And he's doing shorts, which is good because YouTube is really pushing shorts right now. So if we hop over to the about tab, we can see that as of this recording, they generated 309,000,000, 1,475 views, right? 
So for the uninitiated, YouTube will pay you three to five dollars per thousand views that you generate because they pay on a cost per mill or cost per thousand view basis. So what we do is we take from the thousands place over and we forget about the last three digits. So if we multiply three hundred nine thousand one times four, that will give us one million two hundred thirty two thousand four dollars so over the course of just under nine years now for because this is an actual brick and mortar um foundation within i believe south africa the monthly income is going to be a little harder to peg because he produces a video every week which is a best practice and he's been producing about once a week so about four months and it varies um, widely um, depending on what he's actually covering that month, because um, for the last month, he's been averaging right around 300,000 views. What we see one here has almost a million views uh, and he has a couple of videos. If we go further down that do have over a million views. And so but on average for the last couple of months, he's been averaging right around 300,000 views per video and he produces a video a week for a month. So the average video at 300,000 views gets him around 1200 bucks. So in an average month, he makes $4,800 from his YouTube channel. So using that as a base, $4,800 as a base, I'm going to um, look at this and apply several different multipliers because of course he has his merch, right? So he has a store or you can link out and buy some really cool animal shirts. I like this, uh, this black Panther one right here and it's really quality stuff. And so in addition to the merch, he also has his memberships. Again, you can join right here for five bucks a month. In addition to that, he has individual um, initiatives that he'll do about a year ago. No, almost two years ago, um, within the span of a few weeks, eight uh, baby cheetah got orphaned. Right. And so he uh, fostered eight cheetahs and released them back into the wild. And so he uh, had a fundraising initiative just for the cheetahs. And he has projects like this that'll come up from time to time. So that's merch memberships initiatives. Then he also uh, does some actual fundraising, some public speaking for his foundation. So he's got the Kevin Richardson Wildlife Foundation. And then um, if you go there, you can actually step the membership up to, you know, $10 a month, $75 a month, um, custom amount. And so in addition to this, I'm more than positive he does some actual, you know, government grants as well as some corporate fundraising. So again, using the YouTube channel as a base, I'm going to apply a 10x multiplier for the merch, a 5x multiplier for the memberships, a 2x multiplier for the individual initiatives, 4x multiplier for the public speaking, a 10x multiplier for the corporate fundraising, and a 5x multiplier for the government grants. So that's six additional lines of business. So with those six additional lines of business, I'm going to apply a 36X multiplier to that $4,800 as a base, which comes up to $172,800 a month. So as a whole, this business, this Kevin Richardson Lion Whisperer Foundation YouTube 
business, I'm going to say as a whole, it brings in about one hundred seventy two thousand dollars a month. And actually, I hope it's I hope I lowballed that. I hope it's more than that, because as you might imagine, it's very costly running a wildlife sanctuary because he's got to, you know, feed the animals and he's let slip on a past video that they eat a lot of horse um horse and they they have zebras and other things but mostly they 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 feed them um horse and so horse ain't cheap and then of course you got veterinary care you have the upkeep of the grounds you have the the just the you know zoning and everything that goes into training and all that good stuff so um you have to pay staff running an outfit like this is really costly it's not cheap so i ha- actually hope he brings in a little bit more but just based on the line of business that I see and using his YouTube revenue as a base, I'm going to guesstimate that the line whisperer, Kevin Richardson, pulls down $172,800 per month in his creator business as a whole. Where would you peg him? Comment, let me know, and let's chop it up. So today's parental perspective is young people, you really need to understand what your personal brand is and the importance of staying on brand. And most often that's going to mean just, you know, acting like you got some home training because twerking, fighting, all that good stuff. Very rarely is that going to be on brand because, I mean, let's say you have somewhat of a smart alecky child like I do and they say, yep fighting, twerking, doing all that. That's part of my brand. Okay, cool. Well, understand that even if you do become a professional fighter, let's say you take it all the way to, you know, professional boxing or MMA, that's a young person's game. And you're going to be older longer than you're going to be young. So understand that even if you become a professional fighter, you're not going to be in the ring much past 30. And you definitely not going to be in the room 40 or 50. So you still got a lot of life left after that. But you've built this brand around something you're only going to do for a short period of time. Same thing with the young ladies. Okay, you like to twerk. That's cool. So say you become a professional dancer or a model or wherever. Nobody's really going to be checking for you in your 50s. I mean, that's that's a harsh reality, but it's the truth. (laughs) Right. So you can do all of these things when you're young. But what happens when you hit 40? Then what? Right. So thinking through a brand that is going to stand the test of time and being very intentional about staying on brand is of the utmost importance. So that's my parental perspective. Let me know your thoughts and I will see you on Thursday. Tiny Giants is an audio companion to and the first chapter of my first book. Beyond buzzwords, social media, mobile, and other marketing buzzwords ain't the half of it. Available on Amazon. If you enjoyed this podcast, chances are good you'll like the book too. I'm proud to say that while the book has aged, it's not dated. Sure, some examples could be freshened up, but strategically, it's as rock solid as the day it was written. Not every author can say that. I encourage you to pick it up and leave me a rating and review. It really helps. I have like one rating on that book from my mom because she loves me. And I'm positive that you'll love it too. Head on over to tinygiants.tech for more episodes and whatever else I have going on. While you're there, leave me a voicemail with your question, comment, or feedback for improvement. 
I may play that voice recording on a future episode as I answer your question or address your concern. If you, your company, or school needs help with college, career, and creator readiness strategy or to book me to speak, drop me a line at t at tinygiants.tech. If you or someone you know is doing big things in small or not so small niches, or as we like to call them, tiny giants, and they will make a great guest for the show, email me at t at tinygiants.tech. Thanks for listening. And remember, you get big by going small, but to prioritize career over celebrity. But no matter what you choose, know that I'm rooting for you. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.